Welcome to the Forgettable Reads Podcast, a no-nonsense sleepcast for the rest of us. No creepy whispering, no bad spell music, no sleepy monotone. Just sincere reads of boring, bland material for all your verbal white noise needs. And now your host, Lauren Good. Well, hello, friends. Welcome to episode three, Bored by Rambling Story. Uh, So last episode, episode two, we had our first special episode. It was an extended edition. Instead of being 20 minutes, it was 40 minutes. And most of the reason why it was 20 minutes is we talked a lot about some of the great things that have kind of happened for some of us um, from the pandemic. Uh, Some great things, some just odd things. (laughs) How, How we look at our time, what we do with it, how bored we are, how entertained we are by silly things like watching the paint dry. One thing I did forget to mention uh, in the last episode that I have really, really enjoyed in the pandemic and and want to continue doing for as long as I can is um, I have been able to collaborate with and hire several different people to collaborate with on various projects I've been working on. Um, help with some research, help with some marketing, help with audio projects, help with video series I'm doing for coaching. And last week, we did a fun little segment where we created uh, an AI slash Mad Lib version uh, of a COVID-19 commercial because for me, it was cathartic after having to do that uh, for probably about three weeks nonstop. At the beginning of the pandemic, it was really nice to do it uh, for fun, for comedy, for catharsis just once. And Alex and I had such a great time doing it last week that, you know, in comedy, there's a rule of three. So we've decided we're going to do three. So the second one is going to happen tonight. But the reason I mentioned how much I've enjoyed uh, just randomly reaching out to people and uh, asking them to collaborate is that this week's uh, parody word from our sponsor COVID-19 spot uh, comes to you because I reached out to a gal who I just love. Uh, I told you in the last episode, I love the way Stephen Winchell's uh, artistic drawing, creating brain works. Uh, this gal, her name is uh, Lisa Delagerino Ferrand. And she's a writer and a, and a comic. I used to always go to her sketch shows. Um, she and I have both been in writing projects together for short play festivals, things like that. And I just love the way her brain works, too. I think she just has the best sense of humor. I'm a person, my reference points are a little out there. My reference points are, aren't the same as everybody else's and neither are hers. So for for me... When I read something she's written, I'm like, you know, you can't see me, but I've got my finger pointing at my nose. I'm like on the dot. So once I knew we were going to do two more of these uh, word from our sponsor parody COVID spots, I reached out to her. I was like, how would you like to work on a very short writing collaboration uh, with me? I said, I I chose you not only because I think you're hilarious (laughs) and I love the way you write. And you're writing a solid. But I'm also reaching out to you because you are the mother of two young children. And uh, I think you'll have a lot of things to say. And I think that 
just as it's cathartic for me to do these, I think it'll be cathartic for you to think about this and and make something up. So I had done a, a Facebook poll asking people back in the beginning of the pandemic, I'm sure you all remember, our inboxes, even before the ads came out, our inboxes were flooded with special communications from just about every company we had ever interacted with in our entire lives, telling us exactly how they were going to really take care of us, make sure that they were doing everything that they could during the pandemic to to ensure our safety and our well-being. And, uh, and some of them, you were kind of like, wow, interesting noodles and company. Um, anyway, one of, one of the suggestions that we got on this Facebook post uh, was for Crayola. And I thought, yes, because here's what I know. I just know this, even though it's not my personal um, circumstance or predicament. I know that this is really hard on parents. I just do. Single parents especially, but even joint household parents, even parents who have other families staying with you to help, I just know that 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 this pandemic has been rough on parents. I mean, this pandemic has been rough on a lot of people, but uh, for tonight's spotlight, I wanted to really give back to the parenting community. So uh, without further ado, here is a made-up word from our sponsor. Alex, I know last week we did um, kind of ridiculously over-the-top somber music. This time, I don't know, like, could you find something that is of the same vein, but also has like kind of a, uh, I don't know, jewelry box, children playing history kind of feel? That's a great index, right? For sure. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, we can definitely find something like that to, uh, to fit. Yeah, and that's why I know you're the best because you 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 know better what I mean than how I explain it. It's as if I don't talk for a living. Words are hard, right? They sure are. That's why I leave that part to you, and I uh, I just stay behind the scenes. Okay, so without further ado, here is a word from our sponsor for tonight in our parody spot from Crayola. For over 135 years, Crayola has been there for you. We entertained your grandparents during the Great Depression. We bore witness to your first attempts at artistic expression. And today, in these uncertain times, we're still here for you. Our products are non-toxic and child safe. So during this unprecedented moment, If you need to pour yourself a generous glass of wine and lock yourself in the bathroom, you don't need to worry. If your kids eat one of our crayons, they'll be just fine. Here at Crayola, we know you have a lot of worries right now. How will you make ends meet if you don't work? How will you work your job and keep your kids on track with online schooling at the same time? How will you meet your mother's eyes again after you snapped and begged her to just take them for 20 minutes? With all the stress you have in your life, calling poison control is one thing you won't have to worry about. So go ahead, sob silently on the floor of your bathroom 
as you drink at 2 p.m. and rest easy knowing that now, more than ever, Crayola's got you covered. Because we're in this together, even though we're six feet apart. Ah, good times. Now, not that anybody's asked me yet, but I, I mean, I can, I can put myself in some people's shoes and try to imagine um, what people might be thinking or asking. For a non-traditional sleep cast, right, why am I doing parody COVID-19 uh, spots? Uh, doesn't that keep people awake? Well, here's what I know. The reason why non-traditional sleep aids don't work on me and my friends and uh, everyone that I've designed this podcast for is because the content actually has to be somewhat engaging to get you to listen, right? And then as you listen, that's that's your space to kind of calm down. And what I love about these, and, and even if I am the only person who who laughs about them, it's catharsis is a wonderful feeling. And, and humor, um, just to let you guys into my psyche for a moment, humor is probably my, my biggest ally in life. There are so many things that come up and get crazy. And, and the one thing I've, I've trained myself over the last, I would say, 10 years is anytime I notice that humor is missing, I just know, and I'm not talking about waka waka, let's make some stupid jokes, but if humor is missing, right? I just know diagnostically I'm, I might not be on the best path for myself. Um, I find a lot of healing energy and humor. I find that it keeps me going. It's my best friend <laughs> in this world outside of my actual best friend. So anyway, that's, that's why I include them. Um, at this point, you know, we are 10 minutes into this podcast, wherever we are. And you're, you're still awake and you're listening. So why can't I provide some kind of cathartic uh, feedback for you about what life is like right now in this insane year? And I'd rather do it through doing activities like this than having a really long, drawn out, heart to heart, what I used to call when I was younger, Oprah talks about these things. Uh, it will be different from episode to episode. So um I always try to include the timestamps. If you're not a fan of the parody spots, you're welcome to skip them. Uh, I do also promise at some point I will I will edit them into their own file so that if all you want to do is listen to the parody COVID-19 spots, you're more than welcome to. Uh, so when I opened tonight, I said that last week was our first kind of special episode in that it was an extended episode because it had a, 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 a introduction that was twice as long. Uh, this week is also going to be a special episode. This tonight's episode, instead of a traditional reading, as I have been doing and will continue doing, I had a fan suggest I have this weird word association ability. And she said, you should do that on the podcast. That would be amazing. So I will start tonight's quote unquote reading, except tonight it will be a story. Uh, with a topic, and I am just going to let my word association move the story and the journey forward. I have no idea where it will go. I just 
I just breathe and I think and I speak. And uh, this this friend and and Ban, uh, we were we were together. We were actually at uh, a beach, and I did this for her daughter, and her daughter was almost like completely asleep <laughs> in like five minutes. So. I don't know. You can let me know uh, how you feel about this. But tonight is a, is a special episode, special request from a fan for a rambling word association story. See you on the other side. One of the really nice things about going to the beach is the sand especially if it's a slightly windy day or it might be overcast, might be a little bit chilly. The sand normally soaks up the heat from the sun. And so if you are chilly at all, you can lay down on your blanket or your towel or the shirt you've taken off, whatever you happen to have with you. If you're very rustic, you can lay directly on the sand And the heat from the sand gives you a feeling like maybe you are internally a lizard. And that's how you get life. From laying on what is basically a rock that has been split into a million billion different pieces. But is collecting the sun's warmth. Sand looks very different depending on what beach you're on. And even on the same beach, sand from a distance seems to be monochrome. It seems to be all the same color. And yet, if you reach down and you scoop up the warm goodness into your hands and you kind of spread it out across your fingers and your palm, what you'll start to notice is that each individual grain, number one, you notice there are so many individual grains. It looks like it's one thing, and yet it's millions and billions and billions of things. And as you spread them across your palm, you start to notice that some might be beige, some might be brown, there might be small black specks inside, there might be little bits that almost reflect light, like they're little pieces of glass or parts of a mirror, there are little bits of shell. They all have different colors, and they all have a slightly different texture. And that is what we don't know about the sand that we're laying on. And while we're laying on the sand, on our towel, on our blanket, if we're rustic, straight on our back, we look up at the sky. And the sky, like the sand, seems to be all one color. And yet, It's a myriad of colors that just seem blue. And within this blue, this vast amount of blue that you see above your head, there are these things that we call clouds. Many people see clouds differently in their own reference points. Some people think that clouds look like little tufts of cotton candy that maybe fell off the machine or that you can pick off of the stick that the vendor gives them to you on. Some people see shapes. Some people actually enjoy laying down, looking at the sky, and trying to decide what shape a cloud most resembles. 
Does it look like a teddy bear? Does it look like Superman? Does it look like a turtle? Does it look like a half-eaten cookie? Does it look like the moon? Does it look like a face? Does it look like a pizza? Does it look like a rabbit? Does it look like a hyena? Does it look like an airplane? And the answer is all of the above, of course. Many people, when they lay down on the warm sand, it's really granules and granules and granules of rock. And they look up at the sky. Many people also start to think about flying. There are so many different ways to fly in this universe. For humans, we aren't born with wings. We have arms, we have legs, we have feet, we have toes, we have fingers. We walk as bipeds. We walk upright on our feet, except in some instances when we have to crawl or scoot or roll or lie down or sit. But in terms of flight, if we want to do it, there's actually some type of mechanical or electrical structure that we have to enter in order to make flight. Many people do this in airplanes, sometimes very, very large airplanes that are divided into different cabins, compartments. Some might be double-deckers, some might be single-deckers, some might have three different rows, some might only have two, some are small, some are large. The other way that human beings are able to fly, of course, is to get into a helicopter. This is a much smaller vessel. It has a propeller on the top. It has a lot louder of a sound and usually flies lower than an airplane does. Or they also can get into some type of basket, usually made out of wicker, sometimes made out of metal, sometimes made out of a strange form of plexiglass or plastic so that the view is unobstructed. Uh, but what's above that basket is a hot air balloon. So there's heat and there's gas and they're used in order to take flight. Those are the main ways that people actually are able to take flight for long distances. There are shorter flights that someone can take um, involving some type of surfing that might happen with a parachute or uh, a contraption that has kind of a artificial wing on the top. But there are many, many animals in the world that are able to fly without having to get into a secondary vessel or mechanism. Birds have wings. They can fly. Some of their wings go slowly up and down. Sometimes they glide. Sometimes they dive. Sometimes they almost appear to float. Many of these birds will actually form different groupings as they're in the sky. Sometimes they look like V's. Sometimes they look like squares. And what's beautiful about them, it's almost like synchronized swimming. When they change direction, it's as if there's some invisible cue 
and they know which direction to go, and the formation changes along with it. There are also things, beings, like butterflies. Their wings seem so powerful from how fast they beat, and they're so delicate. They're like if paper could meet glass. That is how delicate their wings are. And then there are birds, like hummingbirds, whose wings seem to work so fast we can't even see them moving. They're like a blur in a video. There are different types of beings or species that also fly that have smaller wings. Smaller wings than butterflies, definitely smaller wings than airplanes, definitely smaller wings than birds. These are the humming type. You can go to a park and you can hear them. They're looking for flowers. They're looking for things to pollinate. And if you close your eyes and lay on the grass, which is not like the sand, most of the time it's cooler. You can almost hear them going, hmm, where are the flowers? Mmm, where are the flowers? Mmm, why does this person smell so interesting? Mmm, what's that in their picnic basket? Mmm, I must investigate. A park is also a really nice place to go. Park by itself is an interesting word. When we're in a car, if we are to park, that is, we are to stop the motion of the vehicle and find a place to stow it while we exit the vehicle or stay inside the vehicle and wait for someone to enter the vehicle with us. Sometimes they also can be the names of locations or streets, like a park place. This kind of gives the idea of a wide open space, much like an actual park. Then there is park as a destination. Parks are different depending on what size they are, what function they serve, and who will be visiting. Some parks are expansive and go on for miles. They might have walking or biking or hiking trails within them. They might go through forest preserves, along the sides of creeks, along the sides of rivers along the side of a lake. Other parks are smaller and might only be to serve as a place for a playground to be built for families and children to gather. Some parks have a playground and trails. Some parks have playgrounds, trails, and also different types of sporting environments. So it might have a baseball field a soccer field, tennis courts, volleyball courts. It might have things like water fountains. It might have some type of building that houses a restroom or a cafe where one can buy snacks. And sometimes a park is simply an area of grass. Perhaps it has landscaping. Perhaps it's left to grow in the wild. But it is a place, especially in urban environments, where one can go 
and connect with nature without having to drive too far to park their car. The largest of these types of parks, of course, are state parks. These are very fun to visit, sometimes for a day trip, sometimes for a whole weekend, or even a whole week. A state park that has an attraction as large as the Grand Canyon, one probably couldn't see all there is to see in a single day. One might need to camp for a week. My favorite parks, state parks in particular, are ones that have both biking and hiking trails to go across. I tend to go in off seasons. And a season, of course, is how we look at the weather, the sunshine, what time the sun rises or sets, where we are in the year. Is it sunny? Is it warm? Is it cool? Is it cold? Is it snowing? What holidays are nearby? In a season that is cooler, there tend to be less people inside of these parks. There also tend to be less insects buzzing around inside the park. So it can be very enjoyable to go in a non-peak season. Peak is another very interesting word. Children's favorite game is one called peekaboo. They hide behind their hands or behind an object, or you hide behind your hands or behind an object, or you both hide behind your hands or an object. And when you come out from behind your hands or the object, you say the words, peekaboo. So peek can mean to look at. Peak can also be the top of a mountain where people like to ski or have scientific stations or lookouts. Peaks, though, also mean high time, popular time. Peak times for travel, for example, in one destination might be outside of hurricane season or in warmer weather. Non-peak times would be in cooler weather. Peak times for dinner typically start around 7 p.m. And if you are a person who enjoys their dinner at 4.30 p.m., you are almost guaranteed to get the restaurant to yourself because it is an off-peak time. Restaurants are a very interesting concept and something that I love a lot. So a restaurant is a place where when you do not want to prepare your own food or perhaps the type of food you wish to eat, to enjoy, to savor, either on your own, with a loved one, with several loved ones, with people that you work with, with people you've just met. When you are either unable to prepare it yourself, not skilled in that style of cooking, or 
want to treat yourself to something more special. A restaurant exists to have a specialist who can and does cook the style of meal and nutrient that you want and employs a group of people who are great at service to bring this meal to you. There are many types of restaurants, starting from very inexpensive, casual restaurants, the types of restaurants that have drive-throughs or are mostly for pickup, have a very small price tag attached to them. This is the type of place if you've just come from the gym or you're in your pajamas or you don't have time to change into a suit or tie or dress or make sure that your shoes match or that your hair is brushed. This is a place you can enter, purchase sustenance, take it with you, and no one would think twice. Then there are restaurants that are slightly more upscale than this casual space. This is still not requiring any type of special dress or attention to oneself, but matching shoes, pants that are not pajamas, a shirt over a bathing suit would probably be recommended. Then there's a third category, and it goes up to a fourth, where it's a very special circumstance. The dollar amount on the menu goes up, but we dress up. There's a saying called dress to the nines. This is where men in old times might be wearing shirt and tails, a tuxedo. A woman might be wearing an evening gown. People who identify as neither male or female could take their choice between the two. In addition to the type of climate and personality and environment that these restaurants offer, they also offer various different types of food, cuisine, how quickly it's served. Depending on the region of food, there is food from Asia, America, Italy, Peru. There are foods that are based mostly on meats. There are foods that are based mostly on seafood, on vegetables, on plant protein. There are foods that are based more in cooking in olive oil. There are foods that are based in cooking more in butter. There are foods that are based more in being raw or being grilled or being steamed. And then there are food types that are based in being fried, being boiled, being roasted. There are so many different types of restaurants that one can go to. It can feel overwhelming at times which is why at some point in the calendar, we started to recognize certain days or months as being times to consume certain types of food. Probably the most popular of these periods would be Taco Tuesday. This does not mean that one cannot consume tacos on a day that is not Tuesday. But if one is looking for an excuse 
to eat tacos. Tuesday comes along once a week. And if a Tuesday comes and you do not know what you would like to eat, there's something in the back of your mind that says it's Tuesday. Maybe it's time for Taco Tuesday. There are so many different types of cuisines and restaurants and parks. Shades in the sand, types of sand, ways to fly. Life has a myriad of experiences and opportunities for us while we're here. And that's really the most important message from tonight's story. Thank you for joining us. 